Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 266. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinanski. Hello. Hey, I'm in my happy zone. I'm get you got your hammy ham sandwich. That is the voice of a Nolan, a wild a Nolan, Nolan. A wild Nolan with a ham. With a Whoa. hams in a wine glass. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Hello. Jana. Hello. I got Capri Sun. I had I a lot of those the last hours. I think I'm going to drink a hams out of a wine glass tonight. I intend on having another hams It looks today. proper. We have I really spooky red crystal glasses. Yeah, so my hams oh, will look like red wine. Okay, well, you know. <laughs> I'll look even more classy. I regret buying red wine glasses, but they look great. The basic bougies. <laughs> what you should really do to be tongue-in-cheek is put white wine in the red wine glasses. Ooh, yeah, I do that usually because I like white more than red, so... I ordered, after we ran the airplane out of Champagne the first time, uh, <laughs> which we did twice, uh, the guy behind me ordered, not a mimosa, but a white wine and orange juice, because that was the next closest yeah. thing. <laughs> oh, no. And I ordered just the plain red wine and then a full-strength mimosa. <laughs> they gave me a glass of white wine just straight up. I'm like, airplane white wine isn't great. No, no it's not. I would rather have a cheap red than a cheap white. <clears throat> yes. but mm. Well, that's the thing is I know my... My hams of white wine. Yeah. Like, I know my, my yeah. cheap, if readily you know available, what you're buying. <laughs> good white. I, I know what I get. Yeah. So, no, I mean, if the, you're I, wondering, it's a, it's a Morgan Unoak Chardonnay. A Morgan, you say? Yes. And it's good. Yes. Okay. Built right. from wood, mainly. <laughs> ironically, that is, wood that is ironically, a third <laughs> tangent yes. of where Morgan was going. I, with ironic, that. Oh, that ironically, it is, yes, it is a different Morgan. This one's good. Also, their Oak will it, Chardonnay. Will it float? <laughs> Their oak chardonnay is good too, <laughs> which is Are you the same the as it's that's buoyancy the wo- of a that's witch. The wo- that's the wood bodied one. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going to work in a duck to this? Yeah, That's I what right. I want to know. <laughs> anyway, uh, before we dig too much into things, I want to briefly touch on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On this super custom handcrafted webpage, you will find three open-ended levels of support starting at just a buck a month. Mainly used for hosting costs, but it buys us a beer. If you want to, please feel free. If not, we'll keep right on making the show. Patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. All right. What are you drinking? Oh, you already covered that. Hams. I'm happy. I got hams. Uh, I'm the only person who hasn't covered it. I'm drinking uh, Ryan's least favorite beer, which is the last can, finally, thank God, of Budweiser. much worse in every way than hams. I was actually, I was just telling Nolan, I'm like, yeah, no, this, I'm like, is that better than a Budweiser? And On the said, record, yes. Yes, it Missouri's is. great. Budweiser's the best. Uh, Off the record, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's Missouri is not great, and Budweiser is not. This best. this is better Stop. than a Budweiser. Facebook feed. Oh no! But the thing is, this is also like half the price of a Budweiser, and it's definitely better. No gut rot either with yeah, hams. Yeah, this is great. Like, yeah, no, you can drink this all day and be fine. Yeah. Same thing with a Coors Banquet. They're very level pegging for me, but that's way cheaper. That's true. Yeah, this is much cheaper. I mean, Colorado Kool-Aid is great. I love that. But this is cheaper. So Yes. I'm not, I buy them both. Yeah, they're both the fine. Yeah, they're both Speaking fine. Speaking of road sodies, let's get to the cars. All right, yes. all right, all right, all right, all right. So the Party Phantom Hoover. that I haven't fixed yes. yet because it doesn't fit in my garage and it's not nice enough out most of the time in the fall. <laughs> Constantly, I'm like, <clears throat> there's a small car? <laughs> it doesn't uh, fit. Anyway, the whole time one of these is lightly broken, you're like, wow, even if you're looking at the fuel bill, you're like, this car would be the perfect candidate for electrification because mm-hmm. silence and weight doesn't matter at all. Yeah, no. That's... And those are kind of the things with EVs. Yeah. Luckily, Rolls Royce finally oh, doing it. You revealed it. it. You revealed it. The Rolls Royce Spectre. So this is a, basically a Phantom Coupe. You know what? With, uh, with electrification. And I think that's a perfect fit. You know how Mazda was like, 
toying around with doing a rotary hybrid. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a diesel rotary for a while. This would be oh. a perfect yeah. candidate for a rotary hybrid. Because hmm. that rotary engine's not doing any actual powering. All it is is just being a range it's a extender. It's just a generator. And yeah. rotaries are super smooth. And, and very they take small. no space. So you could put a rotary like generator into a Rolls Royce, take up absolutely no space, Let me have stop like a five-gallon fuel cell, and you'll be doing just that. That would have been smart in the i3 Rex as well, but you know what they did? Oh. No, they put in a motorcycle engine. Exactly. And this oh. is owned by, uh, sorry, who's Rolls Royce currently owned by? Oh the no! Germans. Yeah, BMW. Okay, yeah. So anyway, this won't be. That's going to be bad. <laughs> they're not going to do a Rex. <laughs> but the Germans invented the rotary because they're going to put a four-cylinder N20 in there or something, and it's just going like, to sludge up, and the chains are going to shatter. Germany has this habit of making all this technology, and then that technology breaks. Especially then, the AG. And then Japan mm, takes the going. same technology and goes, you know, if we change this, it'll just work. Because, like, I've just been thinking about this for like, the last, like, hundred years I've been doing that. Because they based their, like, entire military off of German military. Oh? Yep. And they kicked Russia's ass in the Sino-Japanese <laughs> War. Uh, and then they had to get nuked to end World War II. Um, so <laughs> that was for the previous thing. Whereas Germany didn't need any of that. Because Germany, all we had to do is we just had to wait for a tiger to break down in the middle of nowhere. And then they had to send their old VAG tech like all the way out to the tiger. Oh, yep. And then they're like, "I'm sorry, I don't, I can't fix your CIS." And then they killed that one tech. <laughs> yeah, and, and then then, then it was broken forever. Yep. But like, no, actually, like, that was like a big thing. It's like their shit would got just his break. Vacuum and they could tube not scan tool. It. Yeah, like they couldn't fix, like they couldn't fix their vehicles <laughs> in the road. <laughs> I've got the wrong heads. <laughs> would you say it's kind of like Russia now? Yeah, no, it's just like Russia now, like where their shit would just break at the end of the war. The dude like, needs a triple they just square. Couldn't like, yeah, where it's just like they couldn't just like fix it. America, where we're like, Pantaloven. like we just had like, we we just had like flatheads. We, we had giant flatheads in our tanks, and they yep. worked fine. Yep. And were they particularly inspired? No, no, but, but they worked fine. Mm-hmm. It's a dodge. <laughs> like, oh no, my timing chain broke. Oh, the engine's screwed. No, no, somebody shot the timing chain, but all the valves don't contact anything it's not interference so it's not a problem this will be back up throw a new chain on there yeah 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 whereas (laughs) like like a tiger it's like oh no the timing chain broke i guess we're just screwed because the factory had to re has to repair it and it got blown up last week (laughs) i guess we're fucked now like do you have a service manual i do not this is no longer a a special tool 58b because you need it to set the timer. Yeah, this Disclaimer, isn't a, this, carbitrage is not a Nazi sympathizer. No, this, yeah, well, I know. I'm talking shit about him the whole time. Like, this is no longer a tank. Trust this me, is no now one. just a our small castle. Is very well yeah. aware of our stance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> so, we are perfectly be, fine with alienating people. It would <laughs> so, be kind oh, of weird if relief. <laughs> you weren't against anti-Semites. Yeah, I mean, oh, this very, is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> very joke. Your nose is scraping me from here. I get it. But, like, yeah, no, Germany's never been able to do anything very well. Even, like, today, like, mm-hmm. they're trying to send stuff to Ukraine. All their shit's broken because it's all German. <laughs> like, it's just German shit. I'm sure always, you don't want to look at my wagon. <laughs> it's always a problem, and it's always been a problem. And it's just, like, it doesn't need to be perfectly engineered. It has to be good enough. There's more than one reason why Ryan doesn't like German engineering. Oh, I just hate it so much. But, yeah, I'm, I've noticed that um, vehicles... Of that were made in certain countries have very similar engineering to how, how their cultures are. It's mm. so like Italy. Mm. 
you know how Italy's Let's like, go for it. You know it's how, exciting. Yeah, exactly. Do you know how Italy's tanks fared in World War II? I would say not well, Bob, for 100. And do you know how many they made? Uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. Eric is... Killing a wasp. All yeah, right. he killed a wasp. With his Ferrari. Um, no suspense was made. The wasp actually died. In World War II, Italy made almost no tanks because oh, they were God, hand-making everything. Yeah. There's another one? Oh, no. right there. Oh, hey, oh, bud. Oh, it's a bee. Oh, it's a bee. It's a bee. Um, don't run that's it's not... I killed a paper honeybee? wasp. That's... I don't think that's a bee. That's a bee. That's a honeybee. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay. There's no detached deviated thorax or whatever. Yeah, it's a deviated thorax that you worry about. Um, but anyway. Um, just blow and he'll go away. That's where the yeah, asshole lives. Care, yeah, that yeah, he's, guy's he's fine. Just, he's a friend. He's just but, looking to pollinate your um, ass. <laughs> so in World War II. Buy me dinner. Italy's, uh, Italy's tanks. <laughs> Most expensive thing on the menu. Were all handmade and they, everything was riveted together. Because definitely couldn't really fight the war until it came That's on cam, but man, was it great for that 200 RPM. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why do your tanks rev to 18,000 RPM? It sounds nice. <laughs> you should uh, Google World War II Italian tank hat. Because their tanks were also very small. They it's, were about the size of a Fiat. They were actually made by Fiats. Or by Fiats. By Fiats. Circling back to the Rolls Royce briefly, something yes. I'd like to point out. This is the perfect EV for the historical that, That's literally how big Italian tanks were in World oh. War II. Tankette. Yeah, they're called Tankettes. Oh. This was made by Fiat, if you don't believe. <laughs> it's clearly a Fiat. Anyway. <laughs> it has armor, so it's not the Abarth version. I get it. I see. Not the performance. The Performante. <laughs> well, no, it has armor, just not on the back. Super Leggera. <laughs> no, that, 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 is, that, that is a performance. They, 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 they removed the back. They removed the back That's where armor. the engine for the cooling, yeah, yeah, exactly. fat, everything. It's like, it's like the Fiat where they open they yep, the engine bay. Right, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. So the Spectre. Yes. yes. Tell us about this. Which is Let's, not a Bond movie in this no, context. No, no. Um, they had a quote on the press. I, I read this midweek because I was like, ah, EVs. I hate EVs. They're ruining my manual transmission lust. But they're, but but they're this not. this car was not a manual transmission car. Great. Make it an EV. Didn't care. Supposed to be quiet, EV. But the story of... His story. Ah. The his story. The story I'm telling. Man, you Rochester story. folks are weird. Nah, it's tell, tell us about the history. The, the founder... Yeah, tell us about the history. Back in the early 1900s was like, I can't wait for EV. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's basically saw it, so they don't have to pivot. They don't have to re-explain. They do have a big grill they have to explain. That might be the only... That's like their biggest styling element that right. they've maintained for eternity. So. Correct. And so, it's a very small grill. Yeah. I mean, that could be where I would call it we in, put the rotary. And attic. God damn it. Exactly. That's it needs a little cooling. You just put it in I wonder what this button does on the mixer. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that was Nolan's microphone. Anyway, moving no, on. No, but that, it was just—it it was nice that we don't have to make a reason why they're an EV company. They've been an EV. They've wanted to be. Yeah, it. well, this it was is... the culmination of their ethos, which is quiet, extreme performance. Yeah, and I think that a lot of Luxury. people. I'm yeah. not sure if you've ever heard my, like, my whole spiel about the EV revolution being the gas revolution against steam cars. Hmm. It's very. Very similar to how people were about steam cars, where a lot of people were like steam enthusiasts because it's just like all of the torque in the world. Right. You, yeah, but if it overheats, it kills you. <laughs> and if you run out of coal or whatever, then you're like turbo fucked. Like, yeah, like it's not something that's simple to use. Whereas the like EV, like, people are like, yeah, but like, you have the EV infrastructure. Like, yeah, there's a downside. There's also a downside to gas engines. Like, how long do you have to right. wait for your car to warm up in the morning? Yeah. You don't have to do that with an EV. It's Correct. Heat. It's you have to wait for the actual air inside your cabin to heat up. Right. Not for your heater to heat up before the air in the cabin. And hopefully the gear oil in your gear case is nice and 
lubricious. Lubricious? Lubra like a It's lube. Lubricating. Yes. Anyway, because that would be the only real speaking thing. Speaking of EVs, yes. I want to talk about yes. a different okay. one, actually. Cool. Yep. Okay. Let's do it. I want to talk about the Rivian R1T. Okay. <gasps> oh. You know how they have their, like, all speaking the displays? Speaking of Japan and the Nazis, built in an old Mitsubishi plant. That's true. Go ahead. Um, you know the uh, displays that they have in, like, all of them? Yes. They run off of Unreal Engine. Oh. In the Rivian. Really? Like... It, yes. Is it instead of like in lieu of an operating system, where it like runs on top of a Linux system? Like it, it's the op, the whole OS is built off of Unreal. That's kind of cool. Whoa. Yeah. So this means two things. One, it can run Doom, and I guess by extension, it can run Stray. But I'm into it. Yes, I thought you'd enjoy Good it Unreal Stray. Engine running Doom or Stray. I just feel offended, but okay. Or Stray, even better. Okay. Yes. <laughs> or there's a dedicated meow button. Yes. And you have buttons on your steering wheel, so you could totally just like play Stray on your Rivian. Theoretically. Hmm. Also, I guess I'm going to have to develop Ultima Online for it. Please do. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. what's better than my Carmageddon game inside an actual vehicle? Play it while you're parked <laughs> in safety, <laughs> attached to a CCS. <laughs> That's how you do it. When you're, tr- when you're fast charging, you, do, yeah, you can use the steering wheel. That'd be great. Show the little truck in the menus and stuff, like when the doors open, I assume, yeah. like most modern all, cars. Yeah, all that was done in Unreal Engine. So if you have a white one, is it white? If you yeah. have a blue one, is it blue? Yep. Oh, thank God. It's really cool. Like a multi-kill. <laughs> mega kill. I'm I'm just curious. My next question, like after I learned that is I wonder if they programmed it in C or if they programmed it in blueprints. Mm. Like I really want to know which one they use. Because they have they have a visual so like Unreal Engine's like super easy to get into. I've actually been working in it like a oh. lot in my spare time, like making okay. my own games. And um they have this really cool Volkswagen um, mechanic simulator. Oh yeah. <laughs> no! They have, they have this. <laughs> you can't beat it's it. It's all blood. <laughs> it's not a winnable game. They have they have this uh, they have this really cool programming language called blueprints, where you don't have to actually like learn the different codes, oh. where you just connect dots. Nice. That's ah, a visual. It's a visual programming ID. language. It's very cool. I love it a lot. But you can also just like instead of doing blueprints, you oh, can they just call do it conversational. C++. Yeah. Think, and so, right. yeah, something like that. It's mm. conversational language, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Because yeah. we have a CNC mill that has that, and it's like, why aren't they all like this? <laughs> it's so easy. Do the thing that you I'm like, should be doing. You know, then, like, I'm drawing the part in the thing with, like, buttons. Yeah, like, seriously. Dragging my fingers. It's so like, easy. The thing, it's it does so what simple. you, your wow. brain. And, like, so I, I understand, like, the limits of blueprints because, like, it can't do everything. And, like, when you have, like, giant games you can run into some problems. Like, Stray was written with blueprint. And that was really? a great game. Yeah. It's a wow. fantastic game. And it w- runs perfectly, right? Is that that yeah. cat game? I didn't, yeah, I that's a cat game. It's written entirely in Blueprint. Is that that cat game? But um, You, you invite yourself in here on the about. podcast and but, you don't know what Stray is. <laughs> I was trying to give free mechanic advice. But <laughs> This isn't car talk. We're not clicking clap the Tappert Brothers. But yeah, so... Um, it sounds describe like the sound to me. Yeah, <laughs> Make the I've, sound. I've seen this many times. You're going to want to listen. But yeah, so... Is it more of a... A noise or is it more of a... Kachunka, kachunka. Kachunka. Oh, my so, last wife made so, that sound. So, uh, like blueprints, like you run into like some issues, but like you can also like go through the code when you're done writing all of it, yeah. and then like if you really want, you can basically just get something like edits it in C plus plus and just looks at like what like what you, what inefficiencies you can remove from it. Like so, oh, you can nice. actually go from blueprints because so everything you the that's actual code yeah. and then you yeah, can so play and exactly. get the last mile exactly nice. so like it actually like you uh, yeah you can make an entire game in it and then if you really wanted to you go back and edit and i'll see five frames per second we should look at the code i've had pretty big... ah there's the frame rate limiter it put in <laughs> delete but yeah so i'm Solved. uh 
now I kind of want to start seeing. You want to be R1 a developer on cheap. the latest game console, the Rivian R1T? Kind of. Like, I kind of want to. I can't wait for like 10 years until they're cheap and I really know what the hell I'm doing with Unreal Engine so I can just like go make a game for a Rivian. Like, that sounds I mean, great. All the horizontal uh, landscape Model S screens, I mean, those are running on basically the Steam, Steam Deck hardware. Yeah. Oh, the RDNA 2. Like, I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ryzen CPU. That's, Radeon that's GPU. really funny. Yeah. Like, oh, makes man. sense. Pretty cheap power. Uh, well, <laughs> what I love about I this on it. is I know how Unreal Engine works, and literally programming inputs is the easiest thing okay. hmm. in the world. You just go to project settings. Your project is your truck. Yeah. And then you click on where it says settings. You just scroll down to inputs, and you have all of your different inputs. And then all of those inputs make events, and all those events do the thing. So, like, if you're like volume down button, that's your input. You can just be so like, you could add volume down controls button. in. Yeah. Like you can oh, like yeah. That'd be amazing. Can you add a traction control defeat button? Yes. Good. That's literally like part of it. Like, that's actually very interesting to me, because like I wonder how deep the Unreal Engine programming goes. Like, is it all the way through like the controller of like the engine, or the motor? Oh, I would like, imagine I wonder, not. Yeah, but, but that's I don't the know. thing. But what can, at what point does the Unreal Engine control stop? I don't, yeah. I want to, that's what I'm wondering. Because at the know. very end, I, at, at the very least, I could program a video game for this truck. All right. But I'm also wondering. I'm like, I wonder if I can if I can program this truck to, you know, do your. I would imagine all the operation things. Some this low enough like a level. Defcon. Yeah, it does though. Beg the question: Is it separate from the low level? The car has to run. It doesn't reboot on the highway stuff. Yeah. Or can you get to that part of the car? That's what I'm wondering. Like, Does that actually point... beg the question? The conclusion's not the premise. Oh, did oh I say God. stuff Anyway, wrong? so... Shit. Tell movie. me how it goes, Mr. Bedantic. I'll let Scott do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God there's a burger for everything. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it does not beg the question. R1T has suddenly got very interesting to me. I couldn't They got <laughs> very interesting to me when I found this out. Couldn't care less. I knew. Also, <laughs> You're welcome these are skateboards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, why the R1S is a yeah. thing. So, Not the like, if screen. this, depending on how far back this Unreal Engine thing goes, this could make a nice coach, wagon body, a coach building, mm -hmm. go very easily. Because that just, skateboard would look great under the body of a BQ. Uh, BQ. BQ. Maybe a Roadmaster. There you go, B body. Yeah, B body. Yeah, roadmaster. okay. Yeah, that'd yeah. be real hot with a B body. Right. Mm. Yeah. A B body does two nine and just sleeps everybody in the dust. <laughs> it looks like an overlander in the process. <laughs> and inside, it's just some guy playing like Counter Strike. <laughs> Ultima <laughs> Online. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, Ultima Online. I have this game that I've been developing like it's in so the background hot. called Ultima Online. Did you ever play uh, Vigilante Eight? I have played briefly a little. Okay, Vigilante that or like uh, Twisted Metal. Right. Yeah. It's Twisted Metal, but with just Nissan Ultimas. Oh no! That's what's called Ultima Online. Yep. Oh, and it's just people uh, vying for you took uh, it to the subprime loans, yeah, sub body damage, yeah. poor repairs. Then <laughs> you can level up to a Maxima everywhere. or a, a um, what's the CUV called again? Oh, I can't remember. Rogue, I think. Uh, yeah, or the Murano. That's yeah, the one I was thinking yeah, of. Murano. Oh. The Halo car is actually a cross cab with a broken top. Mm -hmm. I mean, Nissan's yeah. gonna, Nissan is going to send me a cease and desist. Yes, they will, but it's going to be worth it. And then we can call it a peace on Chaltima challenge or something. Or it's to be I'm just going to release it for free and make no money off of it, and then it's no longer a problem. There you go. <laughs> like it's, no, it's just you got to do what Tyrak did in the 90s where they like very poorly doctored yes. up E46s with like a round grill. I'm like, no, it's not an E46. It's totally not an E46, no? <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Next all right, topic. let's move on. This is just generic car. So... 
going back to currently on sale manual transmissions that aren't being stolen away from Nolan by Rolls Royce. This is as weak a segue as I can manage here. We had I'm the excited. Genesis G70 for a while, for about two years, that mm. had a two-liter turbo with a six-speed. Unfortunately, they've now taken that fruit away from us. What? And on the same vein, not only are they taking a powertrain away from us, but the car that shares a platform with it, the Kia Stinger, is dead as of April. I don't care about this. So oh, I kind of do just because the car is good, but uh, in my notes, the it's the same thing. I kind of do, because it's still a sedan, it's still fun to drive, but, okay, hear me out, it's dying for the same reason Fiat's didn't sell, yeah. smart cars didn't sell, they like, you brought a product yeah. here that had viability, right. and then you let it die on the vine, yeah. you didn't update it, you didn't advertise it, nothing. Well, I think, alright, the issue with the Stinger was, it died on the vine, delicious. but, yeah, it the died manual on the behind vine, the 3.3T, alright, so there's a tuning market for these. This is also a, yeah, the 3.3T, because it was literally a Genesis engine. Yeah. But the other thing is, is, it was, yeah, it was. What was it in? Genesis Coupe. No. No, Genesis Coupe had a, it, but the Genesis Coupe had the same, like, That was a Mitsu 3.8. No, it had the same engine uh, design. It, 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 I'm pretty sure this is the same. So the 3.3 is based on the I, Mitsu? I think, I think it's the same engine family. Oh. That hmm. wouldn't surprise me. I th- I'm pretty sure it's the same engine family. Ooh, that engine and a Genesis Coupe would be the hotness. Yeah. Or Genesis Coupe manual on that engine. Because <sighs> I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Don't hurt me like that. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that I'm pretty sure Kia's not going to redesign the wheel here to make an entirely different bell housing. That's so what you're saying. Time. I could use a Genesis, 3.8, Genesis Coupe 3.8 manual trans in a Stinger. Or mm-hmm. a G70 V6. Mm-hmm. I kind of want that. I think that would probably work. These are pretty good looking cars. So Like, this is the thing. Is Kia's, mm. for all their hype... All they are are just designers. Yeah. Mechanically, they're still Kias. They're still shit. Which, in turn, is old Mitsubishis. Yes. And, like, mm. to the point where, like, four-cylinder Genesi... Thank you. Um, Genocide? Yeah. God Four-cylinder Genesi are... Um, Genesi. With an M? <laughs> they, you, you can utilize 4B11 parts on mm-hmm. them. So, like, if you want to... Wow. Yeah, like, literally parts bolt-on from... And that's always been the thing. Like, if you got a Sonata from the 90s, you could put on a DSM turbo kit. And it would just bolt-on. And there were some it's parts literally from... Wow. a 4G63. Actually... And it was better, wasn't it? One of my yes. favorite engines. Fun fact about that, if you took a Hyundai Tiburon 2-liter 4-cylinder uh, cylinder head and you put that on a second-gen DSM, it actually flowed better than the factory head. Oh. So and you actually, had a wicked sick Hyundai valve cover. Yeah, but you would uh, you could actually make like a that noticeable. That makes me feel sick. Yes, you, you could make like a noticeable amount more power on a dyno than oh, you would on. Wow. So people would actually hunt down like these like Tiburon like top ends and stick them on DSMs, or even other way around, put DSM shit onto a, tri- a Tiburon because it was just literally a DSM iron block hey, and everything. This used <clears throat> disco potato is fifty dollars. I wonder if I can put that on my Tib. Turns out you can. Yeah. Literally. Turbo so, tip. Um, yeah, Kia and Hyundai have Weekly always... Weekly turbo tip. Yeah, so Kia and Hyundai have always been just like Mitsubishi stuff. It's a pretty high hmm. likelihood that you I, could probably hot rod one of these. For I, I kind of want to know more about that. I mean, I'm, it's not my next manual swap or anything. That's going to be like the Amigo Vehicross five-speed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're gonna, I'm going to need a Vehicross at some point, probably, but... The I love the Viacross. Viacrosses are cool. It is the dumbest really damn thing I have ever seen with my face, including the Avon Time, mm-hmm. which I can't have yet. Yes, it's true, but you can have a Viacross for now. I can. You and Amigos it. exist in junkyards. 
yes, with still, manuals. You have, you have a very finite period of time in which they are still in junkyards. So. I should just buy the manual crap out of an Amigo now. Just I in would case. And just put it in yeah, storage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just Wait rainy day. I've still got a BMW X5 manual reason. trans and transfer case in my oh. garage. If you guys ever see a 30X5 with a bad auto, let me know. I can help you <laughs> manual swap it. Perfect. But like, I have a flathead for that reason. In the event yep. that I come across a shoebox four that needs an engine, I'm willing to build it. Very nice. Or I they're willing to pay exorbitantly for it. I'm now willing to put this engine together and stuff so it into point, a shoebox. Kia kills a car that they didn't put any effort into Correct. keeping alive. It just, I mean, sure. it's sad, but that, it's, it, they, it's because they they oh, let it do it. Like this actually, was on so, purpose. Sorry. <clears throat> I actually had a point that I was making with this. I just this is, put it on the screen, too, because yeah, I just forgot to do it. This that. was based off of old Kia tech, so of course it killed it. They're not going to update this thing that has this one engine that's only used in this one car. Oh, they're probably okay. going to bring back something that's like a Stinger, but it doesn't fit their naming convention either. Or So they're going to bring something back that probably fits this class segment in a couple of years. Or are they just going to let Genesis have all this? No. No. Absolutely you don't not, think they'll do the Dodge No, because Kia, Kia is not Genesis. Oh, just look at that ass. Genesis handle. comes above Hyundai, but not Kia. Kia That's a good looking appliance. I don't, it has I'm the never to be an enthusiast about I like too. how stingers yeah. look. Yeah, no, I would have. I don't care how. I don't like how any cars looked for the last 30 years. And mm. so. Mm, that's not true, right? I've liked the Fiat 500 Pop, I've liked the first generation Mazda 5. I like the Twitter Yaris. That's about it. I guess that's about it, really. I get the first generation fit. Yeah, the fit is whoa. The yeah. Cube. I really liked the Nissan Cube. The Cyan XB, I really liked. But like, so many cars, cars that you showed me that were built in the last 30 years. So you go, Tana, this is really cute. The Mercedes W124. That was not the last 30 years. Yes, so. it was. When was 30 years ago? <laughs> 1992. <laughs> I guess it was okay, but it's like barrel. That was in production for another three years. Last twenty years, I was in the nineties. Twenty years. That might be tougher. I'll give you twenty. E thirty nine. E thirty nine. Five series. It's a gorgeous car. I guess you're right. Ryan, you're just trying to be elite. No, I'm not trying to be elitist. It's just that, whereas like in the nineties, what I was trying to say is, eighties and nineties cars, I liked all of them for the most part. Yeah. Like it's hard for me to find a car from the nineties so I objectively it's disliked. Less sure. likely for you to find that like cars that were designed in this. Even cars that are quote unquote ugly, yeah. I will take a ninety seven Grand Prix over a two thousand seven G six. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You compare ninety seven to 07 anything. It's better in the nineties. The G six is really purely styling wise. Like purely styling. I would take I would take the Grand Prix over the G six. Can you pull up and 97. A 97 is like the last year of the, the old the Grand Prix, worst. too. It was peak bad Grand Prix. Yeah. It was like the they were putting all the new styling cues on the really was it the old... One where they were no, it was the first year the of the new one. On? Oh, I thought this was the last year of the old one. This is the first year of the new one. Oh, sorry. Then try 96. Yeah, the 96. Yeah. That's oh, the one. Yeah. This pile wow. of shit. Wow, that lasted that long. Yeah, I oh, would take yeah. a 96 Grand Prix over 06 G6. Okay. Yeah, no, I like that. That's but so if I had cool. to have one of these, it would have to be like the 1990 or 91 Turbo the McLaren. five speed. Yeah, you want the McLaren? Yeah, yeah. Oh, very McLaren. cool. Because they McLaren's had they had a turbocharged cool. quad cam yep. three four manual Grand Prix, and it was the year before they had uh, airbags required. So yeah. you had a steering wheel <laughs> with the airbag shape, but it was full of buttons. Yes, <laughs> and <laughs> passive restraints. Yes, it was so ridiculous. The little mice that run up the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but um. Yeah, like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, cars been the last 20 years, like, 
That's like there's a, a the ones like I body Shelby Daytona Z. Yeah, no I don't know what happened to the actual link, so I'm going back to the okay. tank. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Go ahead. Sorry, Ron. Go ahead. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, the, yes, there are some good cars that were made in the last sure. 20 years. Sure. But it was it's significant. You know, I can throw a rock out a window into a parking lot of 90s cars and hit something that looks great. Yeah. I can throw a sure. rock out of a window and hit something from the 2000s, and it's probably gonna be a Murano. Yeah. Yuck. Uh, the 2000s are okay. It was the 2010s. For me, it was the grillining, the great giant. It, it was the, the pedestrian safety stuff of 2011 really killed everything. Maybe that's what it was. Well, I, like, don't know. I think you, I agree well, no, with that, that, Ryan. That was actually like the mid 2000s. The stuff. mid to late, like, naughties, not super great. And even those I mean, early ones were 90s like. designs that were carried Right. On. They were just. So yeah, the they were, E39 that he was, like, trying to defend. That's kind of like the last two years. Yeah, it was a 90s sort of thing. But like anything post yeah. yeah, you look at the E60, you look at the E65. If you see anything oh, that's, E60, if you want yeah. something depress- depressing looking, look at like for the new Millennium cars or like the 100th anniversary Ford cars are just cursed. How much of that was due to the design language or how much of it was due to having to comply with the new 97 crash standards? And that's I what think I wonder. a lot of it was, was design language. Cause look I think at so the, too because a lot of those GD, cars are compliant. The GD Accord, I guess it was technically 97. But like even when you look at like the RSX and stuff, like yeah. that complied with it fairly well. Ooh, I, I think sure. the first really gen like it. TSX was a pretty attractive. The EP three, right. yeah, the, which is a Euro Accord, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, legit looking R. Right. Yeah, like and so one. and so yeah, so there's a couple, but like you look at a 350Z and yeah, you I'm tell me that there's that. a god, you know. <laughs> when that first came <laughs> the out, I'm like, 350Z does look like it was hit with the ugly stick. It's a few times. so bad, <laughs> it's and it gets worse when you look at the more like an ugly baseball bat. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the baseball stitching. So, you, you, can't, you can't look at that and say that there's a god. This is a terrible I'm thinking vehicle. right now. Do you though, feel like, like the 370 fixed it at all or came back? A little back? bit. See, a little I feel bit. like it, it did. But, it, but then they decided they wanted to do the wacky, wonky fucking taillights. Yeah. No, it wasn't perfect. And it was fixing a botched design. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think like the 90s and stuff. But I mean, it's like it's entirely like possible to deal with modern crash test. Right. standards because look at a fiat 500 like that looks great but yeah. you don't need to like i don't know it's just it doesn't do it well it doesn't wear well so that's why the kia stinger has never done anything for me i like how it looks it's the fine. facelift i'm not as enamored with as the original but like uh, as an appliance manual, goes so I didn't know and there was one you guys know me it's a sedan oh that's true okay it does look like a wagon with a less useful back yes thank you oh. it's a hatchback. is that a hatchback yes oh. it's not a sedan i like it even more oh it's a coupe back huh? yeah it's yeah. the model s which is a hatchback right so all right i'm gonna move on fine i have a question <laughs> at face value okay. sounds like an easy question what is your favorite japanese sports car first gen nsx now sports need... car or supercar sports car now this is where it gets difficult you have to consider with how much these cars are appreciating, do you really want to be able to use it on a daily basis? Favorite or best? Favorite. The one that you want, like, the one that you, is your personal favorite that, like, you want to enjoy. Now, you have to consider two things here. First off, they're appreciating mm-hmm. very quickly. So a lot of these cars, you don't really want to drive them because now it's an asset. Right. But a lot of these cars are also worth less than the sum of their parts. So on one end of the spectrum, you have something like an NSX, like you just said, yeah. where I would not want to drive that because that's appreciating. It's not quite at that point where it's worth peak value. Mm. But at the same time, I don't really want a Paseo Fine, because I'll a Paseo, it. I don't want to get get like hit with like a $500 like valuation from an insurance company if I crash it. ZZW30. 
that's actually was my response. Yeah, that's I think a that the, really good car and it's slept on. Even though they're coming up in value, they're not expensive I mean, yet. That's a really that? good one. The Marty Spider. Oh, the that is good. one of very the best good. driving cars I've ever experienced. I've never driven or Ooh, even been in one. They're really they're good. good. They are they're tremendous so cars, good. and their parts bin like it doesn't make sense how they drive as well as they, they do. But the control weights, the feedback, everything is perfect. You, you know how like nice '90s cars drive because they aren't super heavy. But yeah. you know how like solid 2000s cars feel because they're not made of like chintzy shitty plastic yeah it's both of those put together it's 2200 pounds and it feels nice it's really good yeah um i was going to say uh since you said that the celica the like the fourth gen one the final generation celica, oh, fifth gen okay the fifth gen the celica. doorstop looking one the angular the angular front wheel drive 2006 yeah. yeah the one so good the commercials were like it looks fast and the old guy's like slow down it's a neighborhood and the car's just parked where the dog runs yeah, out the one. door yep. and then runs into the back of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, one. Um, <clears throat> that is a good-looking car. They, I hated it when it was CG. new. I hated the way it looked, but it's aged really well. And, and all they of drive them great. got beat and scrapped. So the ones that are remaining oh. are good. Yeah, they're all mm. good. Like all the GTs and GTSs yep. that are left are good. They're really good. They feel fantastic. They're like a little bit better Integra. Like the Integra Do is a better like car. Do we have like an old, like what's as old as we can go before you're like this way Oh, as old as you want. Well, Any Japanese car, but you very quickly have a cutoff. Oh, I thought you were talking about those. No, I mean, no. That, no, like, that looks like way older than what I'm thinking of. When you say that, I think of like 1990 or newer. I'm talking about like, well, that's no, just, you this go is with just the photo. Of, Honda S600 or whatever. Or but this is the thing is yeah, you, you, you start really quickly running into a point where the car is now an asset. And it's sure. appreciating so fast that you're doing yourself a disservice by using it at all. And I, that, that, I mean, I think I thing could probably cars. give my two cents because I bought my first yeah. fun car this summer. Yeah, well, oh, would, no, I would don't, love to hear your two don't, cents. No, oh. you guys will disagree on this. Oh, probably. Yeah, I well, I couldn't buy my favorite Japanese supercar, which is an SX Type R, because yeah. I couldn't afford it like exactly. anybody else. It's, it's an, it's an so NASA. I wanted another Honda with a white exterior and a red oh, interior. So yeah, you, you probably yeah, you know where this it. is going. That's 2000. <laughs> It's, it's not my favorite because I wanted an FDR I mean, it's 7, a good but car. it's way it's more good. expensive. It's a good car. It's fine. This I, is the thing. I don't like them because every my entire childhood. Because it isn't a Honda. No. My entire childhood, I liked Honda because I like Civics. Yeah. And then everybody talked shit about them, and like I got bullied for it. Oh. And then the NSI, I start driving the fucking S2000. Like, this is the best car in the fucking world. And I'm like, eat shit. It's like... <laughs> It's like all the millennials love fucking My Chemical Romance now, but they made fun of emo kids when we were in high school. And no. that's why Jana doesn't like it when people like My Chem. The S2000 for me You look at the car this way around, it's terrible. You look at the car this way around, and it's perfect. <clears throat> I bought one that had 60-some thousand miles on it and had a previous accident way back 25 years ago because I did want to drive it. I there, didn't want something that, Jana's, like, you're, to your point. The, one of the people at uh, Parks and Jana's parking unit at her work has an S2000 CR. Mm-hmm. She mentioned that, oh, there's this cute little Honda S2000. And she... I didn't even say S2000. Yeah, this is cute little like cute, cute little, little car. car. And then um, she's like, I think it's an S2000. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, knowing how I am about S2000. Sure. She did not mention that it's a CR. Also, that's a car where the S2000 CR is where I start caring about S2000s. Mm. But it's now at the point where now I have an asset that I can't use. So. I hear what you're saying. My buddy just sold on Bring a Trailer this year his FDR X7. He imported it a year ago. He made decent money. Yeah. But it had less than 10,000 miles, and the only reason he sold it, he was afraid to drive it. Yeah. He no, didn't want to use it. the thing he bought. Yeah, it's, you got to get it. 
not you, I'm not gonna say a trash one, but a driver grade car. A driver grade. Yeah, everything I've got left is a driver grade car. Yeah, right? like, and that's what I wanted with the S was something I'm gonna actually drive. So, the, like, this whole thing, like, this whole question came up because I was actually answering the question of the week on Japanese nostalgia car, which was this, mm. and I was gonna say a Paseo, and I go, I don't know about Paseo because I really like Paseos, but like, they're literally a five hundred dollar car, and so like. I value a Paseo more than the rest of the world values it, sure. so I can't actually enjoy it. Because if I use it and it gets ruined, then it's a big fucking problem. Uh, EK9 Type R is sort of on my list. And that's a absolute asset. Yeah, I get it, but you I want something I can drive. Yeah, and that's why that exists, I think. Um, I would also put EM1 on my list, but it would have to be a high miler. I think an EM1 is okay. Yeah, you can get like a shitbox EM1 still. I would get a 200,000 mile EM1. That's not rusty, but it's got like body damage. You GSR swap in it. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Like it's, it's, still, it's been it, brutalized it a little bit. But yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But an S2000 works, I guess. Like, especially if you get it in a whatever color. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you get an S2000, it's like Silverstone. Ugh. Who fucking cares? No, I had to have white. <laughs> I had to have partial red interior, or I just didn't want the car. So I got it, but here we are. Yeah, and uh, like DSMs don't exist. So uh, it's like, I found the smallest picture on the internet again. F- oh, it's okay. from 2000. There we go. Yeah, that's the fastest Civic we got at that age. Yeah, the M1 SI is pretty cool. And the Electron Blue is a great color. And they were only sold in two colors, right? In, uh, uh, no, no, they had three. Oh, yeah, three, Electron right? Blue, Black, and Red. Right. I just never see Black ones. Okay. Uh, yeah. Black was very, very everywhere. I think. Oh, no, oh, I've there, never, I, there I, it is. I, 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 I don't think I've, I've never seen a black one. I've never personally seen a black one. I've seen a lot of clones that are black, but I've not an actual one. I almost bought a black one. one, but it was thrashed and had like 180000 and everything um, was terrible on it. But yeah, similar to this. One uh, came up not long ago in nice shape with like 190,000 miles, and it wasn't expensive. Similar to huh. this, there was a Del Sol um, SI VTEC, which was twin cam. Oh. B16. I didn't know that. Yeah. We got a B16 Del Sol. We got a B16 and a Del Sol. That's where the original B16 swaps came from. That's when so, the, that's how people found out you can just put B16s in the things. Weren't all Del Sol's B series? No. They were all D. They were actually mostly D15s. I, I, when you said B they were, anything, I was like, yeah, they were mostly, Sol. That's amazing. They were mostly I thought D, they were all Bs. Whoops. Del Sol yeah. S's were D15s with Economy VTEC. Oh, yeah. So they like were like extra stinky. But like, yeah, a B16 Del Sol would be great. I, but yeah, I think uh, I think the early two thousands cars where they they haven't appreciated and they're just kind of like weirdo cars. Yeah, that's your that's your happy spot. I'm not to the point where like I want to fill up a garage spot with one of these, but I know if I bought one of these, it would just be fine forever. And that's like, there's a certain appeal to that. It's I like this is. is always gonna turn. Eric, on. I'm gonna tell you right now, yeah. fill yeah. up a garage spot with one of those, and the reason is is you're gonna be able to do it now, but. Mm-hmm. Soon you want. That was why I yeah. had to pull the trigger this on the S. Was I didn't want to wait on a white with partial red because they're stupid in cost. It's there's a there's annoying. a podcast episode under a year ago where I, either you or I found one for sale like relatively close by. Right. It was Electron Blue. Yeah, it had 190 thousand miles, but like it had no issues. It's it just really had good. a couple mods, and it was like 6,500 bucks. Uh, I would yeah. really buy. It. I honestly, if you can find a any EM1 under 10 grand, buy it. Yeah, it's going to appreciate. Everybody knows about it. I'm a Mitsubishi fan. I had a 90 Eclipse GST. I had a 93 VR4 uh, 3000. I like the Evo 9s. They're they're way too known, but... That's actually a very good point. Evo 9 could be the last of the... If it's stock. 
Yes. Unfortunately, that's what we'll... None of them. Zero. But if you're committed to it, you find it where yeah. it's lightly breathed on and you start undoing uh, the problems. Right, but none of the factory parts exist anymore and Mitsubishi won't sell them to you. It's a terrible company. I have a huge spot in my heart for them, but they're not going to help. They're not like Mazda's talking about they're bringing back what, NA parts oh, and they, stuff. They, they haven't and... just brought it back. You can take your NA Miata since Japan will fully restore it for you. There you go. See? They even got Bridgestone to bring back the tire that was the factory tire on the car. I'm looking at getting my get Mazda. driver's side resprayed on the S, and I can get a door and get bumpers, everything. Honda still has it. Mitsubishi, it's just... No, they, Mitsubishi they drops parts like... Respect they, their history. No, Mitsubishi literally throws old parts out that are over 10 years old. Oh, That sounds like a great solution. Oh, my god! But, I mean, that's literally what they do in their dealerships is they'll just sell them to a wholesaler. If they can't do that, they'll throw it in the trash. And it's like, it's literally because it takes up space in their dealership. I, I do get it, but no, they they're look, going about it so wrong. No, they look at it as a widget. There like has Mitsubishi. to be like a third party that's taking all those parts of pennies on the dollar, though. Where oh. like, no, it's just really sweaty Mitsubishi people right. um, <laughs> that are like hoarding these parts. Yeah. You got to call them out like that. He's right here. <laughs> but like, no, it's it's. I'm from it's, Missouri. This is very cold. So no, but you, you, you know what a sweaty Mitsubishi nerd is like. Uh, it's just uh, the, yes. yeah, yeah. They're yeah. they're very sweaty car people. Actually, <laughs> the VR4 was the highest specific output of. Uh, when we were talking two to three hundred horse cars, I'm like. Was mine rated at 300? It might have been. So I had one in my life. <laughs> and I think the by VR4? the time I had it, it was not that, that power that, that, anymore. It was never 300. Oh, no. I, guess I think it was. The very last couple of years. I mean, it was actually it to, 300. Oh, it was yeah, not always. Rated. Right. Yeah. 276. Yeah. Yeah, they were 276, quote unquote. Well, the last gen, or the very wing, last wing. one, they had the weird giant biplane wing on the back was like 320. But that was a very brief one-year only car. That was the uh, GTO MR wing, and they continued that on, actually, oh. because, funny enough, they had an abundance of VR wings in Japan. Oh, And they didn't want to continue spending money to make the like high spec thing because yeah. they're getting their ass kicked during the when after the bubble economy like exploded they're getting right. their ass kicked so they wanted to save money everywhere they could <laughs> yeah well that's when you like saw the all-wheel steering and yep, all, everything all, went away very quickly everything was just at, at 95 oh wow this car actually has a little bit of inertia removed from it it can actually turn slightly now like yeah we took all the 90s techno jap crap out of it and because the bubble economy of... crashed in 94 if i'm not mistaken it was yeah. 95 they killed everything like, yeah. if you got a 96 3000 GT, you had, it was a normal car. But if you had a 94 3000 GT, you had something special where you had all this wacky shit on it. Oh, I had the 93. It was worse, it was worse for it, but it was special. The 93 so. was even worse where the hood line was designed at one point and then the shock tower was designed at another. Like, oh, these I don't love fit. That. Yes. Let's cut some holes in the hood and then put some plastic on No, they did on that on purpose, one. actually. Oh, did they? Yeah. So you could actually show off that you have the fancy thing and then just threw it on all the cars. I don't ah. know about that. No, they did that because if, if you look at the early ones, yeah. like they were actually designed so the factory shock, like the pop-up headlight ones, sure. the factory shock would fit, but mm. they would cut it out. It'd be like kind of like, you know, it was mm. the same era in which they put an entire like paragraph on the side of the car telling you every <laughs> single option Dude, that's overhead cam. twin yeah. turbo all-wheel drive super Slow high cam auto, whatever automatic you gotta write all this down. yeah automatic closing windows just like <laughs> wacky automatic shit. climate control abs yeah like every single option the car is like ever come with is written on the side of it so yeah of course they're gonna cut a hole in the hood to slap on like a, a yeah. whole desktop computer that just controls your one strut when did the mrs stop being made 2005 yeah. Well, here, a little bit later in Europe. Sure, sure. 
Yeah, that's so actually a lot later than I thought. 0405 is the one you want. The um, last gen, because the body looks a little more clean. So they updated the body in 03. Looks Factory really nice. in 04 and 05, limited slip diff. Factory oh. limited slip diff in 04 and 05. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're, they're really good cars. And yeah. they fixed the pre-cat issues, too. So yeah, they're really great. Eventually. That, yeah, that was a problem, yes. For the Huge problem. Yeah. I used to be a big Toyota hater, but that is a really cool car. That might be the better answer is the MR. Yeah, no, that's the correct MRS. answer. That's and they're really not expensive answer. yet. They have come up well, that's, a ton that's what I'm in the last about couple years. This, but like, you can get a nice one for yeah, 8500 Yeah, no, this, this is the correct answer. My Mitsubishi says Evo, but that might be the real answer. No, the correct answer is an MRS, and I hate that because I can't afford one because of Lucifer. But there's also a Celica. And then there's also an EM1. But yeah, that, this is probably the cheapest answer. I would take right. the Civic over the Celica, but I, I'm being persuaded by the MRS. Eric, tell us about manual transmissions. Uh, let me go back They're to great. the notes. After I close all of these windows I just opened as a Sedgwi. Who doesn't? Mm, do, 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 do. Oh, oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. Very, very fine. So, I, we, okay, carbitrage has now been going on since 2018, so we've gone through an entire life cycle of a lot of car models. Yes, mm -hmm. we have. Which mm -hmm. is interesting. Um, the last time BMW updated, like, completely clean slated the M3 and the M2, we were worried that the six-speed wasn't coming back. Oh, I know where you're going. CO2 emissions, this and that. I actually right. talked with a BMW designer rep guy who came to one of our local BMW CCA winter dinners. We paid him to come out and talk to everybody. I cornered him with a polliner in hand. I'm like, our manual's coming to this generation. He's like, yes, they are are ruining our cafe scores and our CO2 shit, but yes, we are still putting manuals all the way through this and upcoming generations of BMW M cars. And that was back when? That was in... It's probably right when we started. It's probably 2018. Okay, so we're losing this generation of cars. Are you about to give us bad news? No, no, I'm giving you good news. So they <laughs> tacitly confirmed that not only does this generation of M3 and M4, which is disgusting and don't buy one, but the M2, which is bad looking, but it looks like a 2007 Maxima, so you can kind of look at it without wincing and vomiting, is also <laughs> getting a manual, but the next generation as well is okay. getting a six-speed. So, like, BMW is Two probably over-committing to the manual at this point because I'm not going to want a gas car in six years at oh, all. Yeah, I'm definitely. not going to want a BMW at all. Unless they <laughs> fix their design language, this they is a not. moot point. They're not. They, I know. No, this is the thing. Is their designer BMW, right now is worse than Bengal. BMW fixed. <laughs> I, they've been going downhill. It's I, They've bad. not had a car that made me more excited in the previous model year in literally 20 years. I would like they are they are the poster child of that weird thing I was talking about where it's like I can throw a rock out a window and hit any car from the nineties or eighties that I love. But like it gets much more difficult. Like BMW is the poster child of that. Like I would take an M two C S. But I mean like can you say that, that that can you say that that is objectively better looking than an E forty six or an E thirty? It would be close. It's not. The M2 the CS is series, a really good looking car. The 2 Series and the 1 Series are a slow burn. When they first but came out, I didn't like them. The but 1 as time Series has gone the one on, series really warmed looks up to good. I, and the first 2 Series when it didn't have an M but engine with there, good, but then they put not, the Pringles mustache if, on it and I didn't like it. If there, was, if there wasn't a 1 the M, could, could, if yes. there wasn't a 1 M1 Series, oh, yeah. I wouldn't like it as much as I would like the E46. Yeah, and I'm never going to actually own an M2, but like it's because I have the 1 M. That's just better. Yeah, but that's the thing is like, it's worse. 
It, it is. It's like, objectively worse. It, it's gotten like, worse. There's a couple of cars. Again, this isn't me just being a hipster about like Radwood cars. You need like, like a full thin slice of the entire manufacturer for that time. Like most of their products sucked ass yeah, and it looked like, terrible. Uh, like mm. there's there are some manufacturers where I actually like Fiat is a great example. Like yeah. the Fiat 124. I great car. Objectively like more than the original because the original I cannot stand. It's my least one of my least favorite Italian cars of all time. Including hmm. the 90s multiple. Um, <laughs> As opposed to... <laughs> Heavy hitters. We're bringing I, them out. I have, I have no follow-ups to that. Yeah, no, that, that, that's how much I hate that vehicle. Um, like, that's a vehicle where removing the safety bumpers does nothing to help it. And that's very rare for a 70s car, for being mm-hmm. that plug-ugly. Wow. That even if you remove the safety bumpers and it you put on... It doesn't help, help it. Styling. It's still terrible looking. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, the 124, I objectively like more. The Fiat 500, modern pop, Vanilla, yeah, I yeah, actually yeah. like it. As, is that the white interior? No, it's just the base model. It's just the base is what it's called. Yeah, with, without, the fan, without the bar's front that. end like mine has. I hate my front end. It is a base 500. Yeah, Cloth seats, is, yeah. manual. Well, great. you could get an auto. But, but it looks great. Yeah. I like it without the chrome trim. I like it just being all plastic. It's great. But the, the but wheel like, covers are also like the best-looking wheel covers to ever exist. Exactly. Um... <laughs> But seriously, they look better than BMW, the BMW. Like, meanwhile, like every car they've made is just worse in every fucking yeah. way. Like, they just can't make things. And it sucks because the one that slips through is the the only core people that are also working there and also pissed off, but they don't jump ship. Are the people that are still putting the six speed in this car, and then the one model that looks tolerable, but it doesn't save the entire company. No, because I mean, you, like with Fiat, like all their product looks interesting. Like the 500L, like love it or hate it, like it's an interesting style of car. 500X, right. same thing. It, yeah. it looks way better than a Renegade. 124, awesome car. 500, awesome car. So like that entire company, like okay, you're you're, you're doing it. No, it's like the guy. It was like the one dude left at Toyota was like hanging on making like the Corolla XRS in like in 2008. And then GR, right. bam. And then like he, he like somehow mm. like held on through the storm until GR came around. But, like, yeah. BMW, I don't see GR. Where's GR coming? Because, like, Toyota, yeah. like, Toyota, I knew that, like, the factory, like, not the factory, but the family that actually owned Toyota were all car enthusiasts. Yeah. BMW is just a widget manufacturing. Well, they lost all the good though. people, yeah. Yeah, that's It's I mean. not one more generation. It's a few more generations. We have time. two, yeah. So there's a, I'm not saying it's going to happen. If we fire I just, I see the McBeaver series with the, yeah. Oh, they keep getting bigger and bigger dude, and bigger. Well, we're eventually. I'm just saying it have, have to turn the other way. By the time. By the, the giant grill trend. No, by, late, by, the t- by the time. Yeah, maybe. By the time BMW saves like the three series. Yeah. It's just going to be a final generation Avalon TRD where it's just a grill with headlights. Yeah. <laughs> or the new I, I hope you're wrong, but Chevy. I think you're right. Oh my god! Just it, keep stacking more grill. But okay, but I want you to throw a photo of uh, no, Avalon TRD nope, so we can nope. just look at its I will grill. Not, I will not put a nope. grill heavy car on there. Can we circle back to the Murano? Oh okay. no! Yes, we can. But my why? friend in Kansas City, pictures on the street. I sent you it, Eric. Um, you've got a giant phone. You I can do have a giant phone. A bit of that. Show Ryan here what I, what I have a picture that of. That is a Nissan Murano Cross Cabriolet. Let Ryan inspect the photo for two minutes to see that it's not just a Nissan Murano oh, no. Cross Cabriolet uh, in the suburbs of Kansas City, Missouri. They also have a giant truck? Across the street. <laughs> There's two! I shit you not. You can use the artwork. Send it over. Is that a Cross Cab? location because it's a friend of mine. There are two. 
Wow. Nissan Murano cross cabs. That's incredible. They did not make many of those. That's my phone. Thank you. Um, Isn't that F'd in the A? No, that's great. <laughs> the owners groups are my favorite internet. All right, so groups. this is. I thing. believe Goza and his wife are hiding out somewhere in the suburbs yes. of Kansas City. Right. <laughs> that, now. that is exactly where Carl Scone is, is hiding. Uh, this is the thing with the cross cab. Is the cross cab is a very based automotive decision. Yeah. Because you are buying a vehicle where everybody in the world is telling you as loudly as they can. This is a terrible vehicle yes. in every aspect. There's nothing good about it. The timing chains will explode at 150,000 miles. The CVT transmission will not work. You need to say CVT. The, tra- the yeah, sorry, the CVT will not work. The oh, automatic will. the like the power top explodes. <laughs> it literally explodes cuz everything's made of plastic. It's very the expensive. The doors, in Kansas City now, so the doors sag too. because the door pan, the, gigantic the door pillar the door pillars were, oh, interesting. Yeah. Weird. The door pillars Gross. were not designed to have that, that large of a door on it. Yeah. So, yeah. There's so many problems in every way on this vehicle <laughs> that when you make that decision, you are throwing caution into the wind. Like, it's not like... It's not like a, it's, it's not like almost a, a beautiful thing in how terrible yeah, it's, it is. It's not like a Tiguan where, like... You went for it in terrible? You, like, you just assume, for some reason in your head, you got this, like, wrong idea that Volkswagen's not a terrible company. <laughs> like, and you just I buy it phase. on accident. I'm no. Through, I'm in a phase right now. People buy, <laughs> like, cross cabs, and they keep $16,000 in their savings account. Because they know what's happening. For when the I when could the have roof an EKSI, explodes. but I really need this money to keep this For thing real. on the road. <laughs> no, like they literally keep sixteen thousand dollars like on hand in case the top explodes. Not in case. For when? Yeah, in case the date, the time <laughs> finally decides they sold to come. Thirty-three thousand six hundred eight of these things. What? That's way more than I would have thought. I yeah, I would have undered on that so hard. Yeah, Whoa. that's kind of. That, yeah, that's actually amazing. <laughs> I'm really surprised by that. Uh, yeah. That number has to be wrong. I, I thought it was going to be like three thousand. Yeah, I, but, I was like under ten, so obviously. And we yeah. were with nod with our BMW, head. though, BMW just does <laughs> oh, nothing yeah. for me. They're never. I, there's uh, circling back. I, <coughs> I don't see it panning out that BMW is going to design their way out of their problem. Did you guys already go over the new two? M2? No, no, we have I no interest in covering it. I don't it. care about it. It's so pretty fun. What I want to talk about is actually the GR Rav 4 that they released in Europe. Why? What? Yeah. No, 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 that's a crossover. It's Why? a crossover. Why are we talking it's about a crossover. lifted it's hatchbacks a, again? It's a crossover. It's a, a plug in hybrid electric. <sighs> I'm getting worse. But this is the thing is, it's not even moving. This is Toyota just saying, you know what? 304 horsepower is 304 horsepower, and it's just suspension modifications to make it work correctly. So this is just like a Lexus NX350H with a little more smoke spunk in its electric boogaloo? Yes. <laughs> um, and so it, it doesn't have any more power, but they did all the suspension work, whereas mm. like the Mercedes like GLS or GLA AMG thing yeah. is terrible. It is. Uh, they did not do any suspension work on the GLA. Oh, the GLA, the melted raisin yeah, styling. I hate that thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. the one where I was talking shit about when you arrived. Yeah, that. Those, oh. they did. That's a GLE. Yeah, sorry, GLE. Oh. Um, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it literally doesn't something. matter. All of, these, all of these hybrids where they do an AMG or an M version of a crossover, they literally just stick on some bodywork. Okay. This one, um, 
Not yeah. just that. Yeah, not just option. that. It's actually got 19-inch wheels with, like, better tires on it from the factory. Hmm. You have stiffer, uh, sh- uh, stiffer springs, um, revalve shocks for better handling. Well, it's not making me stiffer. And it's, it's not a bigger battery, so it's not a heavier vehicle. Nope. They added price. suspension without the corresponding weight that they usually add. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they actually did, like, a GR thing where they're just, like... Beyond like like TRD is what they do for their throwaway now the, I guess yeah um, but yeah the, the GR thing is the actually M's a performance because like this is the thing it's three hundred and four horsepower if you're in a Rav four you don't need more than that ever no but I still wager this is slower than an 07 Rav four V six yeah because that car was not designed for people to survive that car was a freak <laughs> so I'm not sure if you're familiar but the, I know what a Rav four is but not the, the specifics third gen, of the this. third gen Rav four okay were they the first generation where they had a V six Okay. They had two years in which there was a 3.5 liter V6 where they put in the big V6 big engine, yeah. without updating the body style. Oh, and so for slippery. this, yes, for yeah. this, these two years, horse, lightweight. it's zero to 60 was faster than a WRX. They were like 5.4 to 60. Like they were comically fast. They were really quick. Uh, five, I assume six, slush, back, slush box. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, but, uh, it's no, comically I, I'm fast. I'm just deciding if I want one. I'm sure yes, that's with like a car and driver no, brake boost, but still, just, that is a comically fast vehicle. Those were yeah, really no, it, quick. it is like you feel like you're gonna die fast. Okay. It, I've driven a few of them. Rav4 V6 is and a, they is are a, is a play. Yeah, because like this is the thing is this engine was designed for Siennas and like Highlanders cluggers. Well, and IS350s. <laughs> yeah, like for. Uh. Big, huge, heavy. But in the Rav, it's not IS. But in the Rav four, it's transverse. I'm assuming it's transverse. It's it's transverse. Yeah. Yeah. But um, in the Rav four, it's in a vehicle that's like I think six, seven hundred pounds lighter than (laughs) like an equivalent. So it moves out of its own way. It gets that's nice. It is so silly fast, and like the suspension has not been upgraded. Nor have the brakes. Nope. Shares brakes with the four cylinder. Nope. So when you um when you accelerate with it and you (gasps) go into a corner, breaking news. Uh oh. What is it? The when we were young, fast day one was canceled because of weather. That's hilarious. Oh no, poor Darren. Yeah, my chem just posted on their Instagram. That was that giant um, music festival with all the emo bands in Vegas. Okay. That nobody I'm, thought was but, real. Yes, but anyway. Um, Sponsored by Spencer's. Yeah, yeah so, okay, this, so the suspension on this. Topic. The suspension on this <laughs> didn't have like anti dive geometry or anything special. Right. It was a RAV4. Like it was very mushy. But they it was stapled mushy. the Lexus V6. It into. was mushy 2005 Toyota suspension, old man suspension. <laughs> And they just put the biggest, most powerful engine they've ever made at that point in time, other than the LFA. So it's kind of like a bobblehead. That engine yeah. was like 80 more horsepower than its predecessor, yes. V6. Wow. The 3.3 3 was did. like 220, and the 3.5 was 300. Yeah. No, they, they, it was, it, they are so silly fast. And the generation after that, like literally the next year where they updated the body style, yeah. it does not feel as well, kill yourself fast at all. Sure. Like, it, it's like, it's still just as fast. But the but, pitching and the rolling right. and all that. Yeah, the body, the it was designed for that. Of speed. <laughs> Delightfully misconfigured. But like, this yeah. is... Um, it's a funny car. This takes that same amount of power and does it in a plug-in hybrid, but actually makes it so you can take this thing around a corner. 
and while your buddies with their like their right. AMG whatever the fucks going to like the ski slopes and like the Alps. No, they're you parked can take in this. a handicap spot. Yeah, but this one, yeah, you're right. Um, but this one you can actually take around a corner, which I think is kind of So cool. the Toyotas, correct me if I'm wrong, they're not doing the pancake motor EV Honda style where it's in line of the gas. Not no. on these, no. No. And the rear power these, trains it's a rear only. power train. That's yes. a, a clever thing. I wish some hot hatches would have tried that, but I think we're going to lo- lose what that generation. What I really like about that EV only. is with the first generation hybrid Highlanders, they're hitting junkyards now. Mm. And are they the same way where it's just it's an electric drive? motor? That's so cool. Electric motor stuffed to a solid rear axle. Uh, yeah, it's great. Well, the Highlanders and the RX 400Hs were. Oh, sorry, they're independent. Yeah. Yeah, but like they're they're only rated at 75 horsepower, but they're pretty beefy. So and I think you could double them. You know, yeah. so you can actually get a the, moment. A turn. If you think of, they're 75 dollars though. Yeah, they're like, 75 nobody bucks. Nobody wants them. And amazing. this is what I really love is, do you know how much horsepower like a Toyota Publica or something has? No clue what that even is. About 60... Ooh, look up a Toyota Publica. <laughs> like, so it's a, try is it like a Yaris a ni- size A 1970s thing? Toyota Publica. Oh, okay. it, was, it came in below a Corolla in I Japan. See. Oh. 28 yeah, horsepower. Yeah, 28 horsepower is what it had. 40 in the later models. Yep, 28 to 40 horsepower. So you can just put this in place of a Publica and like... <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and stock trend? power levels, yeah. Yeah, oh and, and then you'll have the, actually more than stock. You'll have basically a Publica SR. The biggest <laughs> issue is they don't have um, any encoder on them, so you would need to retrofit a position encoder on the motor to run it with any sort of standalone controller. But that's yeah. not a big deal. Okay, that's something that the aftermarket's yep. figuring out without a problem. Yep. So I think that'd be hilarious. And they have a Publica. Toyota engine code too. We talked about this. Yeah, years they ago, actually have an engine code. Yeah, for the they're super cool. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the rear... And it's the same unit. Like, they have done no updates to this mm-hmm. since 06. There's like, got to be a parallel world where we didn't dive down the turbo rabbit hole in the 80s, and we had EVs as our power adder to engines, and we'd have screaming NA engines combined with EVs. would have been so the cool. The torque fill is appealing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then exactly. Yeah, the torque fill would be great. And then I yeah. really love the idea of having... Because with these cars, there is no sound deadening on publicas and small things like sure. that. Sure. So you'll actually be able to hear the electric motor. Right. So it'll sound like a big angry drill. Mm, so right. I'm pretty here for it. But yeah, I think that this is just kind of cool that they actually did it. And like when I saw like, oh, weird, like Toyota threw GR onto a hybrid RAV4, like that's really weird. They don't throw GR around like that. Yeah. This, and this so brand like, hasn't been sullied to that point yet. Yeah. And so I'm like, when they did that, <laughs> I'm like, are they sullying this? And then I looked, I'm like, no. Is this S-Line? Is this F-Sport? Is uh, this M-Sport? No, they're, they're actually Sport looking at S-line. this, and they're saying, oh, no, the power is not the limiting factor on this vehicle. It's the, it's the chassis. So they did what they could to make the chassis better. Super so I think that's kind of cool. Champion Edition? I think it's cool. I would, I would happily put a, like a hitch on this and put my Yaris GR onto the back of that and take this to the racetrack. Hmm. To tow I do tow with things. I like yeah. towing things. Can, okay. There's a good you can tow with, Actually, I wonder if this is a higher tow rating. I would imagine it because could the be. Because the upgraded suspension and brakes. Not the yeah. power, but the this suspension. Would, this, would up, this would also up the tow capacity. Huh. Well, there you go. Top tip. If you want to tow your Yaris GR. <laughs> if you're in Europe and you want to be seen in a crossover. Get your RAV4 GR. With the existence of nice wagons and hatches. You can get and a RAV4 diesels. You can which get are still more efficient. Just get a focus. Or a RAV4 GR. Oh, Those, that's Yaris is what he meant to say in front of the GR. I'm surprised they haven't sell RAV4s in Europe. 